Chocolate Girl is doing well. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Dennis. How you doing? How you doing? It's been a great week. You yeah, doing all right? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a good. great week. You know what week this is? Tell the people what week this was. What's, what, what, what week was it? Uh, this is your birthday weekend. <laughs> it's my birthday. It's my birthday. I've been dancing all week. It's my birthday. It's still my birthday. How about that? But yeah. yeah, it was a good week. Thursday was my birthday. It was the NBA draft. It was a whole lot of stuff going on. So yeah, it's been a good week. I had a good week. Uh, you know, we had that celebration earlier last, last week. And then that Friday, I had a wedding to go to, which was a beautiful wedding. Beautiful wedding. And I can't be in too many places that got open bar because I shut the drink down. I drink there all night. It's an open bar. But I tip heavy. It's a difference. I tip heavy. So that's why I'm there all night drinking. I tip heavy. So to all the bartenders out there, yes, I tip heavy. Let's let you know. But I drink heavy too. So yeah, I had a great time. Uh, I want to give congratulations out there to the Burgess. You know, I had a great time at that wedding. Had me looking real dapper. I was looking very dapper down. Yeah, man, that's that picture you posted. You was looking clean as a part of hell. Jalen Rose says, "Shout out to Jalen Rose if you're listening." That's my that's my dad's favorite line. Clean as a board of hell. Clean as the board of hell. You looking clean? Had a fresh cut, suited and booted. So you know, since we on the fifty days of chocolate. What did you do for the celebration? <laughs> yeah, because I, I pay attention, just in case you thought. Yes, you do. You I pay, pay attention. attention. Well, okay, 50 Days of Chocolate. I didn't really do my 50 Days of Chocolate. Like, I'm I'm going to bring that back. I thought I was going to be able to bring it back this year, but I, I'm not well enough to do all that. But next year, the 50 Days of Chocolate is, is back. But um, Thursday was a great day because... You know, when my niece and my son was asking me what I want to do for my birthday, I said, you know what? Just surprise me. Because I really, to be honest with you, Dennis, I couldn't think about what I really wanted to do. Only thing I knew was I wanted to be around people who love me. That's it. I just wanted to feel good and be with the people that love me. 
have a couple of drinks, drink of drinks, and just celebrate being alive. I didn't care what I really did. I just just wanted to be around my fams and and friends and stuff, right? So they planned my day, and I just showed up looking like the chocolate. That's what oh. I did. So they took me out. It was a great day. They took me out to eat some of my favorite food. I love seafood, like seafood boil seafood with the potatoes and corn and stuff and all the Old Bay and all the seasoning with crabs and shrimps and all that stuff. Ooh, I had crab and scallops. Oh, my Lord. It was delicious. Delicious. And had all my family there, including my little grandbaby. So it was it was delightful. I, I had a ball just having everybody around, toasting it up. You know, that's what I like. I see we ain't gonna be going on too many dates. I can see that now because you uh you with the seafood. I'm allergic, so we ain't nah. gonna be going on too many dates. Listen, listen, listen. Do you like Italian food? Yeah, Italian food cool. Okay, then we good. We good. Cause I love Italian food too. Right. I think Italian t- Italian might be my favorite style or type, whatever you want to call it, of food is Italian food. Love okay. it. Okay. Can't get um, enough of it. I would say Italian is second. So what's food your favorite? So food. Oh, so food. Well, of course. You know, your grandmama did have the place that's the home of the chillin' hoagie. Right. So so food is second. So you know, I gotta mention that chitlin' hoagie at least one time a show. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was good. Shout out to my family. Anybody in the comments? I see my daughter-in-law Shania's in the comments. Yes. So shout out to my family. Thanks for joining us, Shania. Y'all shout really made my birthday special. And listen, and then all the posts on my wall, on my page. Uh, from uh, Blaze and BJ, you, uh, everybody, uh, B. Strilla. I'm like, go ahead, B. Strilla. Yeah. B. Strilla. And then um, um, JV, Ron, I mean, just everybody just wishing me happy birthday. That really meant a lot. JB in the building. What's going on, JB? Good morning, up, everybody. JV? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, well, uh, I got. I gotta see June. June said that we his favorite show on Saturday morning. So we need June in the comments. June, June be here shortly. Um, <laughs> I definitely will say Adam's in the house. What's going on, Adam? What's and up, we, Adam? And we also have Big Reese in the house, aka Donovan Samuels. Oh, and what is he? What's Donovan? Big Reese, the plug. The plug. That's right. Big Reese. The What's plug. up, Donovan? He said happy birthday to me. You know what's crazy, Sharon? People actually hit me up and be like, man, it's it's so great that y'all have a a female on the show. Uh, We was was looking for a female for a while. And we kept looking and we kept asking ladies. People was telling us no, or they just keep us on hold. There's some people that's still saying, you know, yeah, I want to be on the show, but I don't know, you know. But... Chocolate came right through. She said, I'm coming on the show. She came on the show. She liked it. She ain't leave since. I'm here. She ain't left. You can't get rid of me easily. Nope. 
She came here. That's to talk true. To, I will not be ignored. She came here to talk to her shiggity. <laughs> right. And I will not be ignored. Will I? Will yeah. I be ignored? Will I will not, not allow that. But, you know. <laughs> so yeah, Dennis, it's, it's been a great week. I'm feeling good. I'm a year older. Uh, I don't think anybody knows how old I am, so I'll just keep that to myself. I won't talk about that this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that ain't nobody's business. Thanks again, Adam. <laughs> so, all right, let's let's get into it. Let's get into the headlines. Let's get in, let's get into the major news that's going out there that got a lot of people upset. Um, in the words of in, in the words of Jay Will, got uh, Plan B pills going sky high. <laughs> <laughs> in the words of Jay Will, that was so terrible. That was so funny though. <laughs> He put up the he put up the meme with Fat Joe on there with the Plan B pills talking about some price went up. Yesterday's price is not today's price. That's what them Plan B pills. He man. said it three times too, boy. Yes. He was serious up in that serious. video. Yeah. I'm gonna let you go ahead and tell about the Supreme Court. Well, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. And, you know, Roe v. Wade now is, uh, it just seems like to me, people use it as almost like an aside or a punchline. They, I don't, I've, what I've learned is that people do not even understand what Roe v. Wade is. Because every, everyone that I, everyone I see posting, or I wouldn't say everyone, a lot of people I see posting are saying, oh, they made abortion illegal. No, that's not what the overturning of Roe v. Wade did. Mm. Technically, that's not what it did. What it did is that it ended federal protection of a woman's right to have access to an abortion. That's what it did. It, it, it eradicated Roe v. Wade being overturned means that the federal government can no longer protect that from state legislatures who are trying to end it. So they threw it back to the states and the states now get to decide for each state whether or not or what rules they're going to have surrounding abortion. Now, I know abortion is a hot button issue. It's like religion and politics and sexuality. There's certain things you just don't want to talk about in public. You feel how you feel and that's it, right? So I don't care if anybody knows it. I'm not a pro-abortion person. But guess what, Dennis? I don't have a right to tell this woman over here that she shouldn't have one if that's what she needs to do for her body. That's my thing. And you got the people, they're conflating this with um, the vaccination mandate. Okay? They're saying, oh, so... You think that it's somebody's encroaching, telling a woman what she can do with her body, whether or not she can have it or not. Well, what about the vaccine? You made everybody get a vaccine. First of all, we didn't make everybody get a vaccine. We asked everybody to get one because it's been proven that it cuts down on the, on the seriousness of the effects of the COVID-19 on you. When that slows down the effects on you, that means you're least li- less likely to go in the hospital and the hospitals are being overrun. Don't believe me. Go ask a nurse. They'll tell you the nurses were overrun. Also, it, it, fewer people will be dying 
And people got to understand when people, all these people that died, these are people out of the workforce, people. Most of them were adults who were working that died. Now we're trying to replace all those people. And I know that sounds morbid, but it's true. So what I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm getting at, the vaccine, the vaccine is a public health issue. Abortion is not. That's between her, her God, the, the, and, the, and the man who also impregnated her, if she chooses to share that with him. That's who it's between. It's not my business to tell you. You see what I'm saying? It's nobody's business to tell me what I could do with me because me having an abortion is not going to affect this next person. I can't infect them with pregnancy. I can infect them with COVID. So stop conflating that. That's my message. Stop talking about that and comparing it, trying to make it the same. That's ridiculous. But that's what they did. For 50 years, women have felt protected. Um, not only because of the abortion provision in Roe v. Wade, but the overreaching precedence. This is what people don't get. This is not just about abortion. It protects a woman's privacy and her access to everything involving her reproductive system, which means what if you have a situation where you have an ectopic pregnancy? Now, there are some states where you will have to start getting investigated. If you have an ectopic pregnancy and they end your pregnancy, the state gets to investigate to see whether or not you actually committed the crime of abortion. Mm. Yes, this is real, folks. So and this is what they've been wanting to do. For they've been trying to do this for over 50 years, Dennis. Since 1970, whatever year that was that it started, they have been trying. And you should see the women. There's so many women. They're so happy about this. They're crying on TV. Oh, we finally got this done. We finally protecting the unborn. I have this. The last thing I'm going to say about this whole issue. Again, I say I'm not a pro-abortion person. I am pro-right to choose. I am pro-choice. But when these mothers are going to be forced to bring these children to this planet, forced now, you got to have them. You pregnant, you got to have them. Then the states walk away like, well, the baby's here. Now you're on your own. Where's the funding for the orphanages that some of these babies are going to end up in? Because these parents don't want these children or can't afford these children. So they give them up for adoption. So they put them in these orphanages because people aren't adopting American children, especially not black ones. They're adopting Chinese babies. They're adopting Croatian babies. They're going overseas adopting all these babies, but they're not adopting our children that's being left for adoption. So who's going to fund these orphanages? The foster care system is rife with abuse. I don't see people all up in arms, these same anti-abortion rights people. I don't see them taking up funds to support these children that are in foster care. I don't see them fostering children. I don't see them adopting all these children. I don't what, see that. What, what about, okay, now what about the people who try to adopt children, but um, they are same-sex marriage? 
they got to go through a lot. Oh, yeah, they got to go through a lot. But some of these same people who, who are against the right to a, abortion access are against the same-sex marriage, too. Even though the same-sex marriage pe parents largely try to adopt children. But then that opens up a whole nother, oh, you're indoctrinating them into be homosexuals and all that. People think all that. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know if it's true or not. I really don't know. Okay, but, but my, you, you my thing in like principle this. is wrong. It's hypocritical in it principle. Is, but, but you got to think about it like this, though, Sharon. Those uh, homosexual people, they were brought up in a, 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 um, a non-homosexual household. And then became right, most of them. Right. I say about 99% of them did not have homosexual parents. Right. So just because, that's why I said, I don't, I don't see why that, that's an issue. If there's a safe and loving home, I think that the kids should go. Well, people, people are afraid of things they don't know, Dennis. That's another thing. People fear the unknown. Yeah, they do. And they don't understand homosexuality. They don't, they, they fear it. They don't, they've never been around it. Sometimes they don't even want to understand it. They don't even want to hear about it. I'm, I'm, I'm an ally, even though I'm, I'm straight, I'm an ally. I can't convince some of my other friends to be allies to them, to protect them from being beaten in the street or talked down to or discriminated against. I can't do that because they, they don't want to hear about it. And, and that's their right too. But my thing is doing this, making them criminals is wrong. That's the whole, that's my whole thing. Yes. Love is love. If they want to love, love each other, love. listen, love is love. These two women love each other, want to get married, more power to them. As long as they're not trying to say, I'm trying to be with you, because I'm going to have to hurt their feelings and say, I'm sorry, I like men. I'm sorry. But it's, that's it. I'm not going to you know, try to shoot them and kill them, drown them in the ocean. You got this pastor screaming from the pulpit, all homosexuals need to be killed. He literally stood there at the pulpit and said it. I don't have a I don't And then you get these you get these MAGA people, yeah, yeah. I don't oh have a problem God. with uh homosexuals. I got problems with you know, uh, sex offenders that's out there messing with little kids. Exactly. Not, and not some of them are straight. And, and those are the ones that I'm... <laughs> and, and yes. And, 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 and this, is, this, this, is, this is my thing. These people, these very people who have the power to overturn these laws in these state leg legislatures right. who have money, as soon as their little Sally gets pregnant, by Jamal, they're going to send little Sally over to Switzerland to get an abortion legally. No, they're not. Be yes, they are. Because, no, they can because they can afford it. No, they're not. They're taking her to the backyard abortion place. No, they're not. Not the ones with money. No, they're not. They're going to do like, they're going to go back to what the way it was in the 70s. And before that, the wealthy people sent their children to Switzerland to get their abortion. This is what I'm telling you. Remember, I, I was born. I was born in '66. I know all about this crap. I hear you. I heard about and it. I'm telling you, I, this I, is I, what the, this is what's going to happen now. Shaquana, who's living in Brooklyn, and who ended up being raped by an Uber driver. Let's just say that. 
She's going to have to bring her baby to turn. She doesn't have money to go to Switzerland. No. You see what I'm saying? So these same people that's sitting here preaching how bad this is because they need to protect the unborn don't give a damn about the born. No. They care more about rescuing and, and fostering these dogs they find on the street than they do children. And that's the reason why these are the same people attacking, attacking public education. They're not, they're not donating to social, social services to help these children. Mm. They're not doing anything for that. But they're going to tell you, you can't, you can't, you got to have your baby, even if you don't want it. Some of them feel, even if it's affecting the health of the mother, too bad. That's just your lot, your lot in life, and you just going to have to die. But you can't kill that baby. Because that's what they call it, killing the baby. That's, that's what they call it. They won't crazy. talk about how it's not a baby yet and all that and about the cells. and They won't talk about that. So, I'm sorry. Uh, I just, sorry I just feel like it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong for me to try to tell this chick over here that she can't, what she can and cannot do for family planning in her home. That's her relationship, her body, and between her and her God. I don't have to, that's right, B. Strilla, I don't have to pay taxes on a fetus. If I'm pregnant, by December 31st, 2022, guess what? Next year when I'm doing my taxes, I ain't got to pay taxes on that for that fetus. I don't get to deduct that fetus as a dependent. Wow. Don't talk to me. Thanks, B. Strilla, for bringing that up. But anyway, I keep saying, I hope I'm not saying, I'm not saying his name right yet. No, 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 B. Strilla. B. Strilla. What up, dope? B. Strilla. Mm -hmm. I beat you, Dennis. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that happened. That's the biggest news of the week. When you heard about it, where were you when you heard about it? I was in the house when I heard about it. Um, and I heard it was a march, you know, downtown my city, Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a big, it's been a big situation down here because they were saying, um, that the men outnumber the women in Philadelphia with a large amount. I forgot the exact amount. I was saying it was a large amount. The men mm -hmm. outnumber the women in Philadelphia. And I was, you know, I, I'm all for the women. I'm, I'm not no, uh, you know, sexist guy and like that. I love women and I want them to, you know, be just as equal. You know, even when mm -hmm. we had the conversation last time and we was talking about, you know, how women are getting 80% compared to what the 100% men get. Right. Know, we all should be getting equal rights, and that's the way I feel on it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this for the ladies that's going through all this out there. Sorry to hear it, but you know, I think it should. It will be overturned soon. It probably take a couple of years, but soon it'll be overturned. To um, those abortion clinics that's out there, I I I just got a strong feeling a lot of them still going to be open. I know I may be wrong, but I got a mm -hmm. strong feeling a lot of them still gonna be open. They're gonna be some yeah, they, yeah, they are. They're gonna be some uh, black, black uh what's they call it? Black Twitter, black Twitter backyard clinics. That's what they're gonna be. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's the way it used to be before. But the difference was before these were dangerous places. They were using all kind of things to to perform abortions on these women and some of them leaving them sterile. Mm. Some of them dying from it because they're illegal. The majority of Americans are pro-choice. And and see people, the the anti-choice people want to call us pro-abortionists. I'm not a pro-abortionist. I'm a pro-choice person. That is a difference. I'm pro-choice. And it's, it's just like this woman was, was, was having a discussion before a panel. I guess it was like a state panel on, on this issue. This was about 20 years ago, maybe. And the guy, um, one of the panelists, who of course was a conservative, kept drilling her. Have you ever had an abortion? She refused to answer. Yeah, it ain't his business. And she said, it's none of your business. It's no yeah. one's business but my own if I've had one and it's irrelevant to the conversation. He kept asking and asking and asking and asking and she would not reveal the answer. It's nobody's business if you've had one or not. And having one or not, may or may not impact the way you feel on the issue. No, he just wanted to try to shame her in public. That's what he was trying to do. And that's what you shouldn't do. So anyway, I could go on and on. I'm not, I'm going to end it there with that. But the last thing I'm, the last thing I am going to say about this is this, listen, people, I want you to understand that this overturning of Roe v. Wade is bigger than Nino Brown. And what I mean by that is what the conservatives are going to do, starting with Clarence Thomas, who has already started trying to do this, people, please start reading and stop listening to these crazy things on YouTube. Please stop, start reading some credible sources. What they're going to do is they're gonna take a provision take out the word abortion and they're going to insert anything that they want to get rid of. Mm. And they're going to overturn the federal protection for it so they can return all this to the states where all the races are. And that's when everything is going to break loose. They're going to take away um, affirmative action because remember, White folks don't understand the number one demographic of people that benefited from affirmative action is white women. But they're so hell bent on hating black people, they don't even realize it. They don't. They don't realize it. The numbers say so, but they don't realize it. And that's not what the conservatives tell their base. The conservatives just tell their base, hey, because of affirmative action, your Sally can't get their place in this university because they had to give it to Shaquana because of affirmative action. And they're lying to them, telling them this. They believe it. So now I'm going to vote for this conservative. And what they're going to do is get the strength in numbers to get rid of affirmative action across the board. They already tried that twice at the University of Michigan. Hate that school. But anyway, they've already tried that twice. 
Yes. And it's it's it, they're they're going to do this, people. They're going to also put voting rights because you know we have to recertify the protection to allow black people to vote in this country. It has to be renewed. That just baffles me. Y'all know that they're going to put that in there and they're going to say, well, hey, we're just going to go back to leaving it to the states. Get ready to leave Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, uh, uh, West Virginia, North and South Carolina. We might as well just get ready to book. Everybody can't live in Massachusetts. It's a small state. So anyway, I'm just saying, y'all think that this is just about something that's not related to your being and your body. This is bigger than just abortion rights, people. They're going to use it to turn back all kinds of things and leave it to the states, which are primarily controlled by conservatives, where they're going to be able to turn all kinds of things back. So I was pissed off. My birthday was on Thursday, Friday morning. I'm sitting there and I get this alert that they just turned overturned Roe v. Wade. And I, it just, it ruined my whole morning. I actually had to take a pill to go to bed. That's how much it hit me in the gut. I had a panic attack and had to take medication, seriously, folks, and go to bed. Just hurting right now talking about it. So we're going to move on to happier things, I know. But just keep in mind, folks, this is very serious, even for men, especially if you're a man of color. You need to think about this, folks. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. All right. um, oh, and if y'all having sex out there with these women dudes, you better strap up while you can, because they're coming after contraception, too. Yeah, Justice Thomas already wrote in there that they need to relook at all these protections around con uh, contraception. He's already written it up. Yeah, so these men, y'all should be marching on Washington right now about this too. All right, Dennis, go ahead. I can smile now. I got that off my chest. Our, our only only problem is I I can't I can't see the comments. It's only problem. Oh, yeah. want me to read the comments? I'll yeah, gladly I read the comments. I've seen it was going through the roof, but I can't see them now. So um, my daughter Lil said, good morning, Mama Love. Good morning. What he what does he call her? Uh Nana Bands. Good morning, Nana Bands. That's what I'm gonna call her. Um, Blaze, what's up? JB, good morning. I'm I sent I sent the uh, bat signal out for June Pierre. So let's hope he comes in. Good morning, uh, Donovan and Adam. Adam said, y'all are my favorite show outside of Stay Tuned, LOL. Y'all feed off each other energy, so we'll keep grinding. Yes, we will. He put the he put this up, uh, Dennis. This, like this. <laughs> Adam said, crazy how the judges that overturn are accused sex offenders with multiple cases. True. B. Strilla said, good morning. What's up, B? What up, doe? And um, let me see. My comments move, so now I got to scroll back up. Blaze said, people love getting in apples to oranges comparisons. Yes, that's true. Adam said, also for the record, not all Christians think the same either. 
been a lot of shade thrown on that topic as well. Yes. They're actually trying to vilify some Christians out here and then take Christianity and make it do what they want it to do for them. That's it. But Blaze said, make abortion legal and tax the shit out of it. You can get this abortion for 15 e easy payments of $99. That's Blaze. Blaze going to do a TikTok video on that. I, I believe it. Adam said, also for the record, the middle of the map in America seems to be in a country of their own. True. BJ said, yo, what's up, BJ? Adam said, also forced pregnancy, yet we have a baby formula shortage. No universal health care. I'll stop. Yeah. And he said that part, Sharon Mullen, too many people are super uncomfortable with change. That's true. Adam said also there's a bigger hidden issue. The government has 100 percent access to everyone's medical record now and also in part of my industry. Now it will make life insurance premiums sky high because there's no confidentiality. Hmm. Never thought about that. Never thought about that. OK. B. Striller said the IRS don't consider a fetus a claim. Why? That's right. Because they're not a person. That's why. Adam said, basically, to put it in a nutshell, for men to understand what I mean, let's say you go to the hospital for a prostate exam. Guess what? Everyone and their mama in that hospital will know you just had a finger up your behind. That's what he's saying about the government having access to all of your records. They're going to have to, to patrol this and police this whole abortion thing. If you have a miscarriage, Dennis, they're going to investigate to make sure you actually had a mis miscarriage or did you abort your child? Because it's illegal. Come on, people. B. Strella said, you good, love. The voters will prevail. He said, um, it's all in the wording. You know how it gets twisted. Yep. Adam, stop typing so I can read these comments. Anyway, <laughs> it's um, Adam said, yes, thank you, Ms. Sharon. Big difference between pro-choice and abortion supporting. B. Strilla said, you know why Roe v. Wade was overturned to get the gun laws to go through. It's tit for tat. I don't know. I don't know. I know, I know it went through, but I don't know. I don't know if one had to do with the other. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not finding that connection yet. But I'm not going to say, no, you're wrong, though. Um, Blaze said, a lot of great info, Chocolate. Well, you're welcome. We are just here to educate. <laughs> we are just here to educate. Now, let me know. Also on your birthday was the NBA draft. Yes. And, uh, you know, I know B. Number one. He's very excited over there because, you know, a lot of people say Detroit won that draft. but um. Who's excited? Be Strilla. Strilla. Be Strilla. Now, yeah. now, now here's, my, here's my problem, right? And I, I probably should wait to Tuesday to say this, but I feel as though I'm going to say it today. I waited, mm -hmm. I waited all day for this 23rd mm -hmm. pick by the Philadelphia 76ers. And we the got 20 what pick? 23rd pick by the Philadelphia 23rd. Okay. And we get all the way to the 22nd pick. And next thing you know, they tell me that a trade went through. And the Sixers have given away their draft rights. Now, I waited mm -hmm. all that time for that pick because all I wanted all day was Ty Ty Washington. So all I kept saying, put my Ty Ty Washington videos out there. Yes, you did. Ty Ty took a picture <laughs> together. I wanted Ty Ty and Philly. That's all I wanted. I ain't asked for a lot. I just wanted Ty Ty and Philly. 
and I thought I was going to get it. He was dead. It was 22, and he was still there. 23 hit. We traded the pick away. I was pissed. Wow. Only reason why. I wasn't, I wasn't pissed because of the player that we got or, you know, what happened. I was pissed because that trade could have happened earlier today. Don't get me all excited that we about to be at 23, and then next thing you know, you didn't get a pickup. Like, had you waiting all day for nothing. Had me waiting all day for nothing. Well, who got Tata? Who got Tata? Tata? Because, you know, I missed most of the draft because, you know, it was my birthday. So I missed all, you know, most of the draft this year. So who got Tata? Tata went to Houston. Oh, Lord. Yeah, Houston did pretty good in that draft, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't like Houston. But the number one pick was, what's his name? I can't say his name right. Paolo Benchero. From? From Duke University. That's right. That's why I'm wearing my Duke shirt today. About about 12 draft picks in this draft I've seen play last year at the Allen Iverson Classic game. Mm -hmm. So I give a shout out to them for, they they gave me my first ever media pass. Allen Iverson Classic. In my first ever media pass, and I got to see all those guys play. Last year, yep. Yeah. But Chet Holmgren went number two, right? Chet Holmgren went number two, yeah. And who got, who was that? Who picked him? I, Chet Holmgren went to OKC. Okay. Then it was a Magic, was a Magic number one? Number one. The Magic they got, was, they got, they yeah, got so they got Paolo. Who was the third? The third, I think, I think it was Houston. Oh, and he got the guy that every Jabari, somebody Jabari. Jabari Smith. Yeah. And that's the person that everybody thought was going to go number one until this week. This weekend, I started seeing reports that the Duke guy was gaining steam to go number one. Well, I just saw it. They were saying last year he was the most pro-ready. But they was also saying last year that Chet Holmgren um, was also another pro-ready guy. So it was like a toss-up. It depended on what you really need. I felt as though the Magic didn't need another big man because they got Mo Bama. That's what I kept telling Blaze. Blaze ain't want to listen to him. So, you know, now he's he's pro-Palo. You know what I mean? Now he's pro-Palo. So, I, <laughs> well, I, I kept telling Blaze that. I like that Chet Hunger. I like Chet Hunger's bravado. I, I like his uh his moxie. I like him. I'm gonna keep an eye on him. Yeah, I like OKC. Uh, they got a nice young core over there. Be rooting for OKC. I like OKC, but let me let me give a a shout out. I would be remiss if I did not give a shout out to my Michigan State's own Max Christie, who got drafted by my Lakers. So excited. I was listening to the phone call this morning when Rob Palenka called him and said, hey, we're excited to have you on. So shout out to Max Christie. Shout out to Coach Izzo producing the NBA draft product. So there you have it. Yeah. I'll be doing a wardrobe change <laughs> shortly because I got my, Spartan, got my Spartan shirt here too. Got my Spartan. Got a Spartan shirt. Yay. Go green. <laughs> All right. So let me let me um read read these comments about the draft. 
Blaze said, let's go. And B. Strilla said, yep, I am. He's excited about his Pistons. He said, I didn't, Blaze said, I didn't get my boy Chet, but I got my number two, so I'll take it. B. Strilla said, go Pistons. Uh, Blaze said, Philly said, bye-bye to Tata. <laughs> Blaze said, Banchero came in looking like Prince from Chappelle's show. I didn't, I didn't see any of it. Who, uh, that's what I want to know. I want to know who won the wardrobe contest. But Adam said, eventually Paolo will be a Laker. Happened to Shaq and Dwight, both number one picks. I don't know about that, Adam. I can't say that's true. Uh, Blaze said, I didn't want Jabari. I was so happy we passed. Adam said, OKC going to be nice. Blaze said, we got to consolidate some talent, but Banchero is score, will score a bunch. I want to chat, though. Those are all the comments. All right, all right, all right. Um... Today on season two, we're here on the side, John. So we're going to get started today with a couple of letters. And we're going to need y'all help with these letters, you know, um, just to see what y'all think. So Chocolate Girl, could you get us into the first letter? Oh, well, sure. Letter to the side, John. All right. It says, Dear Side John, my husband and I have been married going on three years. We've been friends since 2007. My husband been in my baby's life since they were seven and two. Now they're 11 and seven. My ex-husband, we have those two kids together, does not help out with our kids at all. I think the last time he did something for the kids was in 2019. Wow. Let that sink in. That's three years ago. My ex-husband moved three hours away. Since 2019, he finally saw the kids this past weekend. He bought toys, smell good stuff, but he didn't give them any money that will actually help with the kids. My husband helps out with everything. I'm disabled, like buying kids clothes, shoes, food, car note, car insurance, light bill. My kids call my husband daddy. My husband wants to adopt my kids. My ex-husband won't sign over his rights. I don't understand why, because my ex-husband doesn't do shiggity. My oldest gave the sperm donor, that's what she calls her ex-husband, her cell phone number, and he calls her all the time, filling her, filling her head up with things that he's going to buy her, knowing darn well he's not. And I see that it bothers my husband because he does everything for my kids. And just for my ex-husband to call and tell all these lies really bothers him. So my question is, should I stop my oldest from talking to her sperm donor daddy? And should I take him to court to make him sign over his rights? I'm not sure how it goes with him not volunteering to sign him over. So what you think, Dennis? Um, I think she should just leave it as it is. You know, hmm. I understand that the husband wants to, you know, adopt the kids and everything, but, you know, it's all legal right. That is they dad, whether he ain't do shiggity or not. You laid down with him, had them two kids with him. That is they dad. He is a stepdad. He's going to have to do stepdad things. That's just the way I feel. I mean, I've been in that predicament where, you know, I was a stepdad and, you know, the real dad ain't do nothing. And, you know, once the kids get older, then the real dad get into their lives and actually start to get themselves together. Some some people need to get themselves together. Do I think it's right? No. I think you should be together 
once you went ahead and got that girl pregnant. But at the end of the day, some people go through things. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what's going on with them, and they need to get themselves together. As you can see, the oldest daughter really wants to talk to her dad. You know, she really wants a connection. She wants to know what's going on. She wants that fatherly love. So she wants to talk to him. So why would you sit there and stop what's going on? Let them have a moment. If, if he, if, you know, sometimes I, I, sometimes you got to let kids go through certain things and you just going to have to be there for them. Mm-hmm. You can't just keep sheltering them from everything. That's right. You have to let them live their lives and have to let them go through things. If, if her real dad go there and disappoint her, then she'll figure out, well, that's why he wasn't in my life. Because he can't do right. Mm-hmm. But if you keep sheltering the kid and, and you don't want the kid to go be with the dad for a weekend and you don't know if it's safe, listen, you got a car, that kid got a cell phone, anything go down, they'll call you, you come pick them up. It's just that simple. But you have to let that parent be a parent. Stop thinking that you know that they can't be a parent. No, 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 no. Trials and tribulations, they have to go through. Just like you did. There is no book to this. Just my thoughts. Well, I have to say, I I agree. I actually agree with um, your stand on this, Dennis. And I know there's probably some women out here that are surprised to hear me say this, but I actually agree with you. Um, That is their father. Um, He moved three hours away. He doesn't do anything for them, but at least he's not there trying to abuse them. You see what I'm saying? He's not there present and just abusing the kids or cussing them out or beating them or anything or sexually molesting them or none of that. He's three hours away. He doesn't do anything for them. You got one bad situation and another bad situation that they could be in. So it could be worse. That's what I'm saying. It could be worse. And it's not. Accept it the way it is and deal with it. Like you said, the mother and the stepfather need to find creative ways to help maintain those children, that those kids self-esteem through all this without trying to alienate the father. See, he's doing a good job of alienating himself because what's going to happen, this girl is is 11 years old right now. And that means if if, if this woman has been married to this new man for three years, and um, that means she got remarried when the daughter was eight years old, So sometime before that is when she and her ex-husband broke up. That tells me she has good memories of her dad. That's why she wants to keep in touch with him. Now, mind you, I don't agree with him promising to do stuff for her that he's not going to do or whatever. But you're right. Maybe he's just in a station in life that he's getting himself together. Maybe he will improve. There's always a chance of improvement. And you never give up hope on that chance of improvement. But the mother's job and the stepdad's job is to deal with the children in their home, maintaining their self-esteem, not bad-mouthing the father. 
So when the father doesn't do something that he promises, they shouldn't be saying to the children, yeah, well, you know, you know, he ain't shit. You know, that's your head. No, you don't do that. You just talk about, well, okay, what is it that he promised he was going to do? And whatever they he promised that he was going to do, you do it then. If you can, do that. If he promised to buy her a dress for this little party, then you buy her the dress for the party. You and your new husband. Since he takes care of everything and he wants to do it. If he loves those children the way it sounds like he loves those children, it won't matter if he gets a piece of paper from the courthouse saying that he's a dad or not. No, he no. can still go ahead and be father right. to those children. Now, yes, it would mean everything in the world to, more to the father to be able to say, I'm their dad. I want to adopt these children. But the children just knowing this man who's not their blood father loves them so much that he is willing to adopt them. Just knowing that does a lot for those children, in my opinion. So I don't think that she should push it. He's got rights too. And um, like you said, he's the person that she decided to have these children with. And when you decide that, you have to deal with it the rest of that, that father's life until that father <laughs> passes away if he passes away before you. And that's just the way it is. That's how I feel about it. Okay. I feel the same way, so I don't know how y'all feel in the comments. I ain't seen no comments come up yet. Yeah, put it in June. the comments. I seen June, my fault. I seen June. He said well, Jersey Blaise, in the building. Go ahead. He said what? Jersey in the building. I don't see Blaze joint. Okay, so Blaze said the job as a parent is thankless and titleless. Stepdad needs to continue to keep doing what he's doing put a little of his own pride and ego out the way and let the process go on. That's right. And that's how I feel about it. All right. I, yeah, I mean, it's not going to change anything. Everything it's really not. Everything will still be the same. Yeah. And it sounds like he's a good dude because she says she's disabled. And this, even though she's disabled, he's there with her, holding it down, raising two kids that's not his own, taking care of everything. That kind of reminds me of the discussion we had at our anniversary party about take care of everything because he, she said, according to her, that he takes care of everything. Food, shoes, clothes, car note, car insurance, light bill, all of that. Mm, mm, mm. So, and, and believe me too, let me tell you, talk about the flip side of that. Believe me too, Dennis, I believe that the that the the blood father, he's gonna regret his decisions and choices that he's made in this one usually, day. And and usually they end up being better grandparents. Yes. That's, that's usually what happens. They end up being better grandparents than they was parents. Mm-hmm. Because by that time the regret is in, you know, I I should have done differently. Well, I'm not gonna miss the opportunity to be different for my grandchild. Right. That's how they feel. Now, is that right? I can't say if that's right or wrong, but it's a positive thing that comes out of it because then the grandchild benefits, which is great. Okay. All right. We also have another letter to the side, John. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we we've been out a while, so we got we got another letter. Now, dear Sajon, my sister's a businesswoman, intelligent, spiritual, and a mother of two boys, both in college in our town. She loves the party and goes out all the time. My concern is when she goes out, she is very wild and she dresses with her girls out and her beyond and behind out, showing everything. And she flirts relentlessly all over the dance floor grinding. And then at the end of the night, when these dudes want to go somewhere with her, she says no. And it sometimes gets us into a big problem. One guy followed us while we were driving home. And when I got to my house, he jumps out the car talking about, Hooker, I bought you all these drinks and shit, and now you want to be playing with a nigga? If I didn't pull my gun out, ain't no telling Ooh. what he would have done. Yeah, what he would have done to her. This happens often and sometimes mm. goes and sometimes she goes out by herself. I tried to tell her to stop mm. doing these things. My nephew has too. They are embarrassed when their friends come to them talking about they seen their mom wilding out in the club. Oh. But she won't stop. Any advice on what I could do or say to her to get her to stop? What you got for Shane? Well, well, well. <laughs> well, um, so this is an interesting letter. She, she said that she's a businesswoman, intelligent and spiritual, and a mother of two college-age sons. Mm -hmm. So she's a single mom. She does, I wish she would have put her age in here, but she's got two college-age sons, so, so she gotta be so she's son. at least 38. 38. She's at least 38 because they're at least 18 because they're in college. But so she had and so she had to be at least 20 when she had the first one. That's why I'm saying she's probably at 30. least at least 38. I'm gonna say at follow, least follow. the youngest. About 40, 42. That could be it. But um, and that's a lot. I mean, it's a lot packed in here. She goes out, she's wilding out, she got her girls and her behind showing. That's a lot. And as her sister, there's only so much you can do or say. And, and what, what's really serious about this is the fact that these men sometimes follow her and all that stuff. And she goes out by herself sometimes. So it sounds like the sister is kind of like the protector. <laughs> but sometimes she goes out without her. So she, she can't pull her gun out. See what I mean? So it could be a dangerous thing. And I think that that's what she needs to focus on. If I, if that were my sister, I would say, look, sister Sheila, you're my sister and I don't want you to be hurt. If something happens to you and your boys are in college, what are they going to do without their mom? They don't have their dads. They got you. What, what, what are they going to do if they lose you? And you got to be here. It's not, there's not enough fun and flirtation in this world worth you leaving your sons too soon. And that's what I would appeal to, her love for her sons. And then the embarrassment, I'm sure they are embarrassed. I would, I would, it would kill me, Dennis, if, if one of my son's friends told my son they saw me out wilding out acting like that in the club, that would just, 
hurt my soul if my son came to me telling me that. And I don't know why that doesn't change this woman's mind, but it needs it needs to. But that's how I feel about it. I I would just try to appeal to her sense of safety and um yeah, her sense of safety and concern for her well-being. Yeah. Also, she's a businesswoman. What if she's out as a businesswoman and her clients or whatever see her out like that? That's not a good look. Maybe. I'm just saying. I, obviously, obviously, them clients have seen her, so. And she still got her job and still ain't nobody say nothing about it. Ain't nobody, ain't nothing stop her cash flow. Because you stop a woman cash flow, they'll, <laughs> they'll sober up quick. So ain't nothing stop her cash flow. But if that was your sister, what would you say to her? Um, If that was my sister and I was in that situation, that's a good question. I, I think the first thing I'd probably do is probably try to get her some counseling and some help. Because, you know, I, and, and it might be to a point that, you know, she raised those kids, she did what she had to do, but now... You know what I mean? She wanted to go out wild out and she wanted to actually be, you know, getting her groove on. She wanted to get her groove back. Might be going through that phase where as though she's lonely and she don't think she's going to get with, you know, certain guys. So she'll find them in the club. Got a yeah, thrill, got a thrill for, the, for the lights, the camera, the music, you know. Some people yeah, get I can see that. Like that. Some people get yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can and see her, that. Man. Now, on, the, on the other hand, if I'm her sister, you know, listen, listen, you're, you're a little bit older now. So you mm -hmm. doing that stuff is, is cool, but let's go to some of these day parties. How about you be day party, Diane? All right. Again with the day party. <laughs> when you go to some of these days, you're gonna be day party Diane in that. All right. You was you was you was nightlife, you was nightlife Nisi, but now you day party Diane. All right. It's a little different. All right. All right. You know, That's you're funny. Back, you're back home earlier. You know, I know you like to get dressed up and have your girls out and everything, but we worried about your safety. We worried about what's going on. Now, like I said, I think she needs some help. You know, that, that online dating don't work for everybody. She's trying to find dudes in the club. That ain't working. Obviously, I know she tried the church. That ain't work either. So she need to find different. She need a man. What does she need? And she's trying to find them in all the wrong places. But she needs a man. She needs somebody that's going to get her attention. She loves to have a lot of attention because she got her boobs and her booty out. So, you know, that's the number one sign of, look at me, lights on. <laughs> number one sign. If I see a girl in the club with a turtleneck on, that's probably the one I'll talk to. I'm just a little weird. Uh-oh. I hope Sister Sheila working, listening because... She always talk. We always tease her about her turtleneck. She's like, no, you can't take the turtleneck off. Right. Take it off. <laughs> girls but look, let me read. Get your attention with them, them big old, big old, them, big old, them girls out. Oh, yeah, them big old, big olds. You know what I mean? Let me read some of these comments. Blaze said, I was just going to say, got to have that Glock ready for guys like that. And OG said, ah, shucks, gunplay. What's up, OG? BJ? Said, what's up to OG? Blaze said, businesswoman who likes having fun. Let me know if she's looking for a sugar baby. Mm. Sugar and baby. then uh, BJ said, morning, sir. I got open spot Wednesday at 6. I don't know who you're talking to. But anyway, um, 
OG said the lady shouldn't be in the club, the wrong location. Stay out of the sugar shacks. Not doing like, I mean, you can go, but not acting like that on the wild. BJ I mean, said, does. man, man, BJ said, man, if that's your people, you already knew how she got down. We live in one day at a time. We don't have time or room to be judging other people. I'm not judging nobody. And in that same time, you could have made yourself a hundred dollars. Okay, anyway. <clears throat> Blaze said, no, nah, she's dirty Diana. I don't don't either but I'm going to say this I'm not judging I wouldn't be judging my sister if that was my sister I would be more concerned about her getting hurt that's what I'm saying the dude I mean it says in the letter she and her sister left the club and dude pulled up on her talking about B you mean you going to do all this and I spent all this money on these drinks and you going to play a nigga and she had to, he must have got real aggressive to the point where her sister had to pull the gat out. Right. Like, get the back, man. You know? I, I know. Now. That's dangerous. Maybe it's just me. But I know girls that don't allow men to buy them drinks. It's usually the businesswoman I know. They mm. don't allow men to buy them drinks because, no, nah, y- y'all want too much for a drink. Uh-uh. Don't buy me. Right. Money. Mm. That might be a good practice to start. I mean, that's that's how I met a lot of girls, you know, them business women like that. There's a particular club I used to work at, and on Sundays, on Sundays is when the, the mature business women came out Sunday nights. It was Caribbean night. And when they came out, they would buy you a drink. They don't want you to buy them a drink. Hmm. Now, I usually send them one back because, you know, it's just on a respect level, but they will buy you a drink. They don't really want you to buy them. No, I'm not, going that, I'm not going that far now. That's the boy. They, they, on they, what they were telling me, because I had to ask them, so they got buy those drinks. Like, no, no, if we're chilling, we're talking, we are having a good time, I'll buy them a drink, but I don't mm-hmm. want him to think that I want him to buy me a drink and we about to go home and do something. No, spent, no. He spent ten dollars on a drink. It's ten dollars. It's ten dollars. I was both damn. No, I'm, I'm, nope, not buying him a drink. I'm back to the eighty percent on that. Nope, not buying him a drink. Now, I refusing to allow them to buy me a drink. That might be something I could start doing. I never thought about that. But I remember when I was in, when I was especially when I was in college and beyond in my early twenties, I let men buy me a drink in a heartbeat. I still will. But see, but but the but the, but the females that you were talking to, they're right. Y'all want I don't mean you, you Dennis personally, but y'all want too much just for buying some drinks. You buy drinks, oh that means I need to be able to take you home and sleep with you. Yeah. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Would you would would you yeah? But would you would you want your daughter thinking that? No. Ask the same man that thinks that in the club. Would they want their daughter to do that? No. Answer will be no, one hundred percent of the time. Usually, what they tell their daughters is, "Don't be taking no drinks from the men," or whatever they tell them. The answer to my question would be no, one hundred percent of the time. Yeah. There's not a man alive that would tell me. Just be if they buy me all these drinks and I and they ask me to take take me home, I'm like, no, no, 
was nice meeting you. Thank you for the drinks. See you around. That's it. And they get mad. I'll be like, oh, wait a minute. Is, so is that what you're teaching your daughters to expect? That the men that buy them drinks, they should be able to go home and sleep with them? Nah, hell no. Nah. Well, then, then, okay, then. Back the fuck up. <laughs> For real. Get off my, get out of my face. Because no, we're not going home. They used to say buying a drink was a conversation piece. That's what they used to say. I was like, I don't think you need to buy a drink to start a conversation. You can just have a conversation. Well, it seems like nowadays men have lost the art of conversation anyway. I can believe that. And some, we could go guys, we go back to that issue I talked to you about before about planning dates. <laughs> they, they can't talk and they can't plan dates. So it's just like, what is going on here? What's happening? <laughs> I can believe that. Because they, they feel as some guys, either they talk too much and then you're like, you know what? Nah, you're going back to the friend zone. Like, you know, you don't talk your way into the friend zone. And some guys talk their way, you know, right out of the situation. Some guys don't talk enough, so they ain't getting to the situation. It's, it's kind of, you know, in the middle. So they just like, you know what, I'll buy a drink. And no matter what I say, it's going to get it. My dad used to tell me that. He said, since you was at the bar with, with a girl? I said, yeah, I was at the bar with a couple of girls. He said, well, what y'all talking about? I said, uh, let's talk about a couple of things, nothing, nothing major. He said, first of all, everything you talk about at that bar with that girl should be about sex. I said, Dad, you can't make every conversation to a sex conversation. He said, every conversation you can turn into a sex conversation. No. I said, Dad, you can't turn every conversation. I'm going back and forth with him. He's like, you know what? Give me your best conversation. Watch how, watch how I do this. I said, okay. I, so I, I said, all right. I said, listen, the Sixers just got blown out. He's going to say, yep, the Bulls ran right up in them. I said, yo, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> When are we going to have Pops on the show? I gotta get pops we got to show. get Pops on the show, man. I got to have a conversation with Pops. He, he just be killing me. I'm like, that you just we, we, he and I got to talk. He be dead serious. Dead serious. Well, see, this is this. Well, so, but Dennis, in this particular situation, what would you, if that was your sister, what would you tell her? No, no, I told you I was trying to get her some help. Besides that, I'm saying besides the help, what if she says, I ain't going to get no help? I don't need no help. Only no therapist. I don't need none of that. What you talking about? Help. I don't need no help. What would you say to her? Yeah, I, I got to start going to the club with her. Yeah. So I'm going to dedicate my time to the club with her. Then she's going to get pissed off about seeing me. I'm just going to keep following her. <laughs> you know, sometimes... We have to, um, when you love somebody, you have to do things, even at the expense of pissing them off or getting on their nerves because it's, it's in their best interest. Case in point, I, I know I've told you, I may have not said this on the side, John, but I know I told you my sister has been having some issues with one with her knee, with her right knee, right? right. And I don't like seeing my sister in pain. It drives me insane to see her in pain in any kind of way. 
So yesterday was my niece's birthday. So my birthday was Thursday. Her day, her day was the day after mine. So it was yesterday. So we were driving over to Raleigh to celebrate her birthday. So she came as usual. She came to pick me up. We drove out there and stuff. And I didn't even think about asking her, did she want me to drive? I didn't even think about it. But on the way home, when we were leaving the restaurant, she was limping so bad. I said, you know, that right leg is your driving foot. That's your driving foot, the right foot. And so I was like, well, Sharon, well, you know, let, you know, well, let me drive home. No, I got it. I'll drive. I'm like, no, I said, let me drive home. But I said, no, I'm going to, I was like, okay. But after a few minutes and her lipping around and we were standing there talking and stuff, she got her tail over there on the passenger side and let me drive her home. See, you just got to insist on the right thing because some people are stubborn. They don't like to admit they had, they even need help. Mm-hmm. Right. They're so independent. And my sister is fiercely independent. The chick came out the womb independent. Mm. That's just how, and it's a running joke in our family, my whole life about how Sheila was born independent, like as a, as a baby, it's just weird, not weird as in weird as in strange, but it was just wow, like fascinating. And she is still like that as an adult. Love my sister to death. She is so independent. I don't need anybody. I don't need anything. I don't need, I don't need, I don't need it. And I'm just like, no, you need to let me drive home. And I'm so glad that I said what I said. That I was able to drive her home, gave her some relief. She, yeah, she did have to drive from my house to her house, but we only live two miles apart. So that's the only little bit of strain that she had to put on it to get home. And that's it. And that's what we want, what I wanted. So I'm saying all that to say, sometimes we do have to insist, even though it's going to make them upset. We know that's what this, that's what's in their best interest, Dennis. And we just got to do it. Got to, we got to get, we got to do it because we got to help them out. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to rail, I have to rail my sister in. I would be like you. I'd have to go with her every time. Look, when you go out, I'm going with you. I got my gat. (laughs) I ain't afraid to use it. I'm going to protect my sister. You hear me? You got to. Especially they dressing like that. But it looked like she just couldn't wait. So the kids got kids kids got college. I mean, I understand that. But you need to be careful. Anyway. What we got next, Dennis? Uh, We need your final thoughts, Chocolate. Oh, wait a minute. We didn't do this, the movie. Oh, it's movie. My fault. It's movie time. Movie time. It's movie time. Uh, like Netflix put out a movie, I want to say earlier. Earlier this month? Or was it about a month ago? I think it started. I'm going to say early this month. Yeah. Early this month, Netflix put out a movie called Hustle. Um, starring Adam Sandler. Had a lot of NBA players in there. Boban. Trey Young, um, the, the main star, Hancho uh, Hernandez, I think his last name is. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, um, Tobias Harris, Tyrese <laughs> <Your> Maxey, <favorite. laughs> Tyrese Maxey, uh, 
Yeah. Kenny Smith. Of, Kenny the Jet Smith. Kenny the Jet Smith. There was a lot of guys in there. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. I was mm. now let me say this. I like seeing him and Queen Latifah as as a as a, a couple. I like seeing that. Oh, okay. It looked like, look like they got real good chemistry together. Yeah, they do. Well, like I, I, I mentioned to you, they're good friends. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know that. Um, but it was it was a good movie. It was a movie about uh actually being a scout in the NBA mm-hmm. for years and, and knowing talent and seeing things that people don't really see in, in the town. And then he he shows the, the hustle and the grind of a scout of an NBA scout and, you know, the things that you got to go through when you get in the meeting room and talk to these big board meets. And it so happened to be about my Philadelphia 76ers, which was, which was uh, still weird to me. And a movie that was produced by LeBron James. It's called Hustle. OG Hustle. Hustle. Mm-hmm. On Netflix. It's mm-hmm. on Netflix called Hustle. It's on BTV too. OG. It's on BTV. I have watched it twice now. Okay, and I love it. How how, do you think it was a well-made movie? How did you like the movie, the way it flowed and everything? How did you like it? It was a well-made movie and how Mm -hmm. he he had to go, you know, he was he was on a visit to go see another guy. But that guy was, you know, still injured, never clear injury waivers. And, you know, he was like, well, since I'm here, I'm going to go play some basketball. Where the basketball court at? Goes to play basketball, doesn't even play. And that's where he meets Hancho, which is Bo Cruz. And Bo Cruz is out there playing basketball on Timberlands. Because what, such a what a character name, Bo Cruz. I love that. I, it was like, wow, Bo Cruz. He was out there playing basketball on Timberlands and having a real good, playing real good out there. So he just took a chance on him and said, well, I want you to play. You know, followed him all the way to his house. Almost got... Almost got beat up and then sat in his crib and told him that he wanted them to play with some professionals that was in his area. He got there and he wowed the whole, the whole, uh, I think it was, was it Spain? Yeah, the whole, the whole Spain. Mm-hmm. Bo Cruz. Yeah, I like the movie. I thought the movie was great. And, and, and the name, the title, Hustle, not only does it show the hustle of the sports agent, but also Bo Cruz's hustle. Right. Because that's what he was doing. He was hustling people on a basketball court. Because yes. nobody thought he could play. And then he, you know, make it look like he can't play. And then kill him. <laughs> For all their money. All that's, their money. A hustler. that's a hustler right there. So, yeah. It was definitely a good, definitely a good movie. Shows you the ups and downs of a... Uh, shows you the ups and downs of an NBA scout. They, they may believe in somebody, but if the organization don't believe in them, they won't listen to the scout. And I'm, the whole thing I'm trying to figure out is what you pay the scout for if you ain't going to listen to what he got to say about the guy. Well, but that that's real, though. That's, that's where you have these poor NBA owners. We all know about them. Don't know what the hell they're doing. And, and that's why their organizations are still trash. I have to agree with that. Now... Anthony Edwards, I thought he played a hell of a villain. That's what I thought. 
I thought he did a good job playing a hell of a villain. Now, how do you feel about it? I don't feel like he did a great acting job at all. You know why? You know why? I'm listening. Because he wasn't acting. All he did was play himself. That's Anthony, That was Anthony Edwards on screen. That's him. That's how he believe, behaves. If you, if you don't believe me, go Google Anthony Edwards mic'd up and watch him on YouTube. Just watch him on YouTube and hear the things he said. He act just like that character and that's why he was cast in that role. So shout out to Anthony Edwards. He did his thing. I'm not trying to say he can't act. I'm just saying he didn't have to. It wasn't a stretch because that's who he is. He played that role. He did a good. He did a great job because I mean it really added to the story. And he was able to get into Bo Cruz's head, and that's all it was about. And there's a lot of NBA players that's like that. They want to get in your head. Yeah, that's, that's, part of, that's part of the game. Mm -hmm. That's part of the game. If I could talk in a trash, trash. get you out of prison, because you're a professional. That's right. And that's what, that's what he was trying to teach. Now, that's what I primarily, what I loved about this movie is the, um, the lessons that he was teaching Bo. The stories, the lessons that he learned about being a professional and how you can't allow somebody to get in your head and all that. He taught him that. I, I thought that's, the, best that's the, part, I though, the best part though is when he brought his daughter and his mom over from Spain. Wasn't that, that was cool. Yeah. He was hyped yeah. to see them. Yeah. He, he was definitely hyped to see them. And he did all that out of his pocket. And Queen. <laughs> she was down for her husband, though. I love that. All right. Even if she didn't really agree, she supported his dream. And as women, we should do that. I believe it's supposed, it should be vice versa, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, see, I got to support yeah. both dreams. Right. But I like the way it showed her supporting his dream. Supporting him in his dream. She was down for, for Adam, man. She was down for that dude. Yeah. That's why I said I, I really liked it. And uh, his daughter was there. She was recording. I really liked it. It was, it was a real good story. Yeah. Yeah, B. Strella, the original owner died and his son took over. And the son was, was he was on his way to driving the team into the ground because he wouldn't listen. He was just an ass. Well, it was my daddy's, and now I'm taking over. Mm. That's how that was his whole attitude. And there are people like that. That's how Jeannie Buss's brother was. He couldn't manage nothing. It was some terrible years, boy, being a Lakers fan. It was some terrible years. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, we well, all still got 18 bands, right? Is it 18? It's 17. We're 17? tied at 17. Uh -huh. We just got to get that 18th now. Okay. So, y'all yeah, yeah, still got 17 bands, y'all. Y'all still doing good. Y'all doing real good. We are, we are the Lakers. Yes, Bistrilla, the daughter prevailed. 
And that was good to see. Yeah. And then he ended up playing for another team. He didn't play for the 76ers. Played for the Boston Celtics. For, for Boston Celtics, yeah. Which I hated. They could have picked any other team to have him play for than that doggone team. But anyway. And average. So what are your final <laughs> thoughts on today? Thank y'all for, for tuning in with us for movie time. Movie time. We're going to have some more movie reviews coming up in the future. But that was a really good movie. I'm so, I'm so glad I got a Netflix account just to, just to watch that. Oh, no, I ain't but, um, like that. Oh. yeah, I did it. But, um, yeah, um, my final thoughts are this has been an awesome show. Thank you, Dennis. You know, every Saturday I look forward to doing this show with you. It's my favorite day of the week anyway. And, uh, uh, happy anniversary to us last week. Uh, we made it through a year, a year, man. And now we're in year two. We got big things planned. I know we had said something about doing a, a wellness segment. We never started it, but we are going to, right, Dennis? We're going to start our wellness segment it's called, and what are we calling it? Mo Bounce. Mo Bounce. Three Mo Bounce. Mo put some Mo Bounce in your life. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Max Christie, Christie again, getting drafted by the Lakers, Michigan State Spartan. Um, say to give that shout out, go green. Um, thanks to everybody that listened to our anniversary show last week. Go to our side, to the Side John group page and watch the anniversary video that we have there. And it has clips from our shows from the past year. And, and let us know how you like the video. Also, if you have any ideas for shows, go over to our Decide John Facebook page and drop a line or two in there with some ideas or some topics that you would like to see us cover. We've got our own ideas, but we always want to reach out to, to our fans and get their input. So <clears throat> today I'm going to end with this. Um. When things seem bleak, dig in. I'm going to say it again. When things seem bleak, dig in. During those times when you think uh, nothing's going to work out right, and everything is going to go to hell, and everything's bad, there's nothing you can do, mm -mm. you dig in. You dig in and you find the strength to keep on moving, keep on trying, never give up whatever it is that it, it is that you want to do or want to have happen. Never give up. I am inspired by my son. My son never gives up. He faces things, he's bobbing and weaving. And just when he thinks he can't go any further, he never gives up. I feel very proud of that. Raise my son right. So, love you, son. Love all of you out there. Love you, Dennis. Yeah. You got any final thoughts for us today? Yeah, yeah. Make sure y'all keep on rising to the top. And give it all you got. <laughs> keep on rising to the top. Give it, give it, it all, all you got. got. Mm -hmm. Thank y'all for coming out today. God bless. Great day.